There's no easier way to say it. We buy a lot of tech on this show. It is, after all, literally our jobs. But long before that, from childhood, it's been our collective passion. We've talked on this very show about our earliest PCs, most treasured gadgets, and the genuine love we have for all the silly plastic and metal boxes of components strewn through our lives. On the flip side of that, of course, is that much of this tech isn't exactly cheap. So in the spirit of the holiday season and hoping to help in some small way to stretch each hard-earned dollar out there every way we can, we set ourselves a challenge. Imagine a world where our respective collections of gadgets, screens, and technical wizardry suddenly disappears in a Thanos-style snap. How do we rebuild? In a series of declining price targets, could we stretch each purchase and hit a budget? Or are we doomed to a solid-state-style analysis paralysis and never-ending want for bigger, faster, more powerful? Our pile of would-be Monopoly money in hand, we set to every online storefront we could find over the last three days, picking through everything from buy it today before it's gone forever sales to a seemingly never-ending stream of outright scams and too-good-to-be-true hoodwinks. But for professional technology consultants who help others build budgets, procure tech, and make sure it's working properly for years to come, how hard could it be? Let's find out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And that's all we got this week. Uh, we actually had a tech support call come in from the North Pole, and Cody is up helping Santa Claus as we speak at Wi-Fi working on his sleigh. So, um, no, it's, uh, do you like that? That was, that that was, was nice. my... Uh, that was good. That, that I was, was going to go, he's out Christmas shopping, and, and we're here to help him. So and There we go, just throwing him right back under the bus again. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, so um, just us kids this week, and uh, we figured in true getting ready for, I mean forget and getting ready for we are knee deep in christmas prep i mean holiday prep, whatever you want to call i mean just i don't know about you i actually had to make one of my last purchases in the middle of a meeting this week um (laughs) because i in full disclosure um i fell into analysis paralysis i can't even say what it was because this episode is going to drop before Christmas, Christmas, yep. and yeah. one of the people that definitely listens to this show is the person whom this gift was for. Um, but I had been way down a reviews rabbit hole for weeks. Knew what I wanted to get conceptually. Did not know this category had the depth that it did, and <laughs> I had finally selected what I wanted to order, and uh, it was something I just could not get locally. I mean, it wasn't within hundreds of miles of me, so I had to order it. And genuinely, I mean went through all that effort and forgot to actually place the order. Um, but because retailers everywhere are tracking us everywhere all the time, they knew I'd been on their website. They knew I'd put it in my cart. They knew yeah. I did not buy it. So yeah. I got a text message, an automated text message. Hey, still interested? It's, uh, it's in your cart it's over still here. in your cart. You want to check this thing out or what? And again, I guess I have to, you know, real quick, fully paint the picture. It was one of those days where the meeting was timed perfectly in between two other, like, in-person appointments that I had. And it was a phone call meeting. It wasn't even a Zoom. It was an honest to God, an old school phone call. I'm like, I'll do it from the car. Like parked. I, mean, I wasn't going to yeah. let them listen to road noise, but just you have to, I'm, I'm in my car, in a parking lot across the street from my next appointment, taking this call. Another member of our team was on the call with me and, you know, she, she had the meeting fully under control. I was really just there for, I mean, let's face it, color commentary at that right. point. <laughs> and um, like I do, and I get this text message. I'm like, well, if I don't do it now, I'm going to forget again. Yep. And the window for delivery, because I knew it had to be ordered, was closing quickly. <laughs> so 
whip out my iPad, order the thing mid meeting. And then as I, you have to, I'm, as I'm hitting buy it now and I'm like, thank you, your order is complete. They pivoted a question like from the meeting oh, no. over to me. I just rolled with it. Yeah. I, I mean, completely wrapped on the fly. So uh, they're, they're, <laughs> I was not paying attention, but I'm just going to keep talking until and I, I, and I got something right. Yeah. Yep, and I got called out in class and everything. So nice. yeah. Perfect. So anyway, that's, that's my shameful, no, my, my shopping, my shameful shopping meeting story. Yeah, my shopping's all done, but I haven't wrapped anything, which means I will. It'll be Christmas Eve, and I'm going to be trying to wrap. And and I was actually talking to my wife about this the other day. I I have a mental block with wrapping Christmas presents. Absolutely. I can, I can do a lot of things. I'm I'm very I'm handy. Like I can make yes. things. I can't wrap You're a presents. woodworker for God's sake. Yeah. yeah I, mean. I, I can't I can't wrap a present. I, I I was sitting there trying to wrap one of the presents and it it looked it looked like a, a piece of garbage when I was done. A literal piece of like someone would have thrown away this box because it just looked like just terrible. So I was like, okay, I have some sort of a mental block. So I need to, it's something I need to practice. I guess I need to get better at wrapping presents. It shouldn't be hard, but no, it, it, it shouldn't be the, 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 the greatest <laughs> thing my wife ever did for me and the earth because of not am only my rubbish at wrapping gifts. Um, the amount of paper that it takes me uh -huh. to cover yeah. a single gift, yeah. it could cover a football field. Um, <laughs> and many, many, many years ago, um, she got a bunch of these like Christmas, and I don't mean like the the papery bags. I mean these are yeah. like almost canvas Christmas bags. I mean they're they're hefty, and I think it was more she just gave up and said, "Here, just just, just put, put all your in gifts in, in these." <laughs> and yeah. um, they so and I reuse them every year. They're these like drawstring like canvas. They're yeah. I said they're hefty bags, and we've got them in almost every size. Yeah. So, I mean, there typically there's always a gift that's, you know, large enough it doesn't fit in a bag. So therefore I have to like wrap it. And again, I use an entire roll of wrapping paper on yeah. that one stinking gift, but at least yeah. the rest of them are in reusable bags that adorn sure. under our tree. Yeah. I mean, I so. do the same thing. I, I call it the, uh, I, I end up getting frustrated and do the Werther's original wrap job where you just oh, yeah. wrap it around the present and then you twist the sides like a little the sides. Like, you know, like a candy and then just yep. put a couple ribbons on there and throw it under the How, However, Perfect. though, as men, we can't, if, if, if you have the same mental block that I do about loaves of bread, you can't actually seal either end of that thing. You just tuck the tail under the edges because sure. there's no it's such done. thing as a, as a twist tie. Yep, I mean, what, what's the bother with a twist tie <laughs> and a loaf of bread? We have a perfectly good loaf of bread to tuck the tail under. So, right, exactly. I mean, there you go. Oh, anyway, all right. We went off on a tangent as we know, do. As we do. Um, so what we are actually here to talk about this week, which is not too far off that, I don't mean the bread. Um, we had an interesting conversation about you know building for weeks now. It really goes all the way back to our Black Friday episode, which yep. is, you know, we, we we definitely expressed some mood about Black Friday yep. and sales and what that means. And really, I think my biggest thing about that was there's so much focus on the Black Friday week, Black Friday day. If you don't you know that Friday that month. that art that artificial sense of urgency, if you don't buy it now, you're going to pay so much more. Um, the deals are to be had really year round. In fact, almost every single one of these I'm about to talk about, at least I have seen other times yeah, of the definitely. year. Um, but focusing specifically here on the holiday season is a ramp up for Christmas and everything. Just don't feel like, oh man, it's the second week of December. What am I going to do? All the deals are gone. No. In fact, some of them have actually gotten better um, yeah. because again, these retailers want to sell their product, really not losing the through line that we've said all along. 
especially if it's last year's product. That just remains where the deals are to be had. Yep. So um, Eric and I had the idea we were going to set ourselves some budgets and then do what we do best, which is go shopping. Not in a literal sense. We've already spent all of our money. We are objectively poor until yep. the new year. Well um, after the new year. Yeah. Well after the new year. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, we gave ourselves a certain pile of Monopoly money and set to shopping. If we were to go shopping today with X number of dollars, what gadget would we come back with at various price points? So we are going to run the gamut. We're going to start way up at $1,000 and work our way down in increments all the way down to the depths of $25, which shocking the difficulty that yes. was actually for it was both ends from gift me. to 25 bucks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, don't get it. Yes. There are things to be had of value and, you know, and really we have to remember gift giving is far more about the thoughtfulness and the intent behind it than the value of the, of the thing itself. But when we're talking tech devices, I had two very interesting experiences. I actually want to kick it off with, and they were at both ends. We're going to start at a thousand dollars. I had a shocking difficulty at a thousand dollars. For the for the reason of there are so many like the the field is so Choices. wide yeah there's a lot the the, yep. the field is wide um and because it's a lot of money I want to get that out of the way too that is a lot of money we talk yep. about some very very expensive things on this show thousands of dollar cameras thousands of dollar computers you know the things I mean but really a thousand dollars is a lot of money to anyone it should be to anyone it is to anyone whether you like it or not. But there's also a lot you can do with that $1,000 in the tech space, especially if you're willing to play around the margins of, quote unquote, this year's versus last year's tech. Um, the opposite problem down at the $25 price point, I, I, I had a hard time finding a box to put other things in yes. for $25 in the tech space. And I'm not kidding. The average price of a case for a piece of technology now exceeds $25 oh, oh, regularly. Yeah. So not to pre or post pod because we're going to run the gamut. So um, starting up at the thousand dollar end, I thought it very, very comical. And if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, I don't think anyone should be surprised, Eric, that we both came back with near identical devices from the same product category. Yep. We are both well aware. Um, funny aside, I know I promised last week's episode, oh, we'll have an email box set up by this week to, uh, yeah, I didn't do that. So I just no, want to get out okay. of, if, if you're holding on for the end of the show for that, um, Cody wasn't here to hold us to our homework, so um, maybe, maybe, maybe next week. But anyway, um, but to my to my wanton joke, don't email me. Um, we realize there are other devices than laptops out there, but really, if you're spent, I actually got to thinking, if you're spending upwards of a thousand dollars, chances are a computer is what you're spending your money on. Because yeah. I mean, really, there's there's a gulf of other devices. You know, we talk about cameras a lot. Yep. Um, a thousand dollars was I actually originally went and said, huh, I wonder what camera. $1,000 was a weird price point for cameras because I found myself either wanting to spend a lot less or a lot sure. more. Like specifically $1,000 was a weird price point in the camera space. Yeah. Um, but it, I digress. Is, I've got one that I can talk about, but yeah, we, we'll, yeah, fair, we'll get there. Fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. Um, so what, we both pulled in laptops. I'll kick yep. it to you first. What, what, what'd you pull in? Because it's definitely, it's, it's sure. been a recurring star on this show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the one that I, that I gravitated towards and, and it comes with an asterisk next to it too. So, and I'll talk about that, but the, the one that I was able to find eight ninety nine at Best Buy right now. And I, I looked mostly at Best Buy simply because, um, and you know, not a sponsor, but because pretty much everyone has one within a short driving distance of them. 
that you can get to that would have this stuff in stock. Yeah, so we should say we are we're recording this just over a week before Christmas. Right. Um I talked about that shipping window. There are still ways you can purchase things and get them delivered hopefully by but we're by Christmas, but we're definitely in that window where even if it says delivers in 2 days, man, it takes one shipping hiccup and yeah. you're handing someone an IOU for Christmas because right, so when you have the bummer. chance to go lay hands on it locally, yeah. I hate to say it, brave the crowds, go yeah. do it. Yep, because exactly. I mean, as we've said many times, if you have an actual non-chain retailer in your in your you know town or neighborhood, go shop there yep. first and foremost. Yeah. But even if you have to go to a big box store or a chain, tr- we're in that window, especially by the time you're probably listening to this, yep. where you should probably just grab your keys and go because the the chances of it not arriving are increasing exponentially by the day. That's so like sorry, Eric, go ahead. Yeah, no. So um the uh, the 13 inch um, M2 MacBook Air the base model, eight gigabytes of memory and 256 gigs of SSD storage. Um, that system is on sale for eight ninety nine, dollars um, down from $1,099 for the normal price right now. Yep. Um, at Best Buy and likely other places have the same deal as well. A lot of people match the deals. So you could yep. likely get it at Target and other places, you know, around that are close to you. But I mean, it's, it is still, this one isn't actually last, last year's model. It almost is. Um, but yes, because they're going to be releasing year's another processor, but right. there is no replacement in this yeah. form factor yet. You can't get the M3 MacBook Air yet. They're saying it'll be coming after the new year, but this one is like, if you're needing a laptop now, if you've got a kid going back to, um, you know, college after Christmas break or whatever that yeah. needs a new computer, this is a phenomenal computer that you can purchase that will run circles around most other computers in its class. Um, and just, just a fantastic machine all around great screen. Um, you know, decent cameras on it. Um, form factors. Awesome. It's light. It, you know, it's not much thicker than an, than a, um, iPad pro really when you, when you get right down to it. So, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's a really, really nice machine. So you can't go wrong with one of those. I was going to say great, great for a student. Also great for a lot of professionals, like depending on what workload you do. I mean, I, Again, it's famously talked about on the show a lot. Uh, this is, I mean, a version of. I don't have this exact spec. I did, and that that was one of my asterisks for this. Yeah, so we'll circle back on. Into, yeah. But yeah, my, mine is a slightly specced up one, so you couldn't get mine for just. It's it's very nearly a thousand these days, but it's still over, so it didn't count. Um, but it's the device I carry every day. But I will tell you this because that base model, I know it's eight gigs and it's two fifty six on the storage. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. If you are a cloud person, all your stuff is synced to iCloud or OneDrive or Google Drive, what have you. I mean, the I mean, that's the average person anymore. Really, yeah. they're not carrying a terabyte of photos around. It's a Mac. You're not installing a bunch of games, AAA games on it. I mean, if this is a capital C computer that you're just looking to carry around with you, have phenomenal battery life, and just use everywhere. It's the computer for everyone. It yeah. just is and the case that it makes for itself at nine hundred dollars is just it's shocking because we spend i've spent most of my really forgetting my professional career my computer using life openly having to apologize for the apple tax right i will say here on the record on the show it no longer exists at this level at this again, price point the, yeah. the minute you start specking up that tax That's rears its ugly head for storage for RAM. Apple's very, they, again, we've talked in the show about Apple's very, very strategic price points and how you start at one thing and then you start iterating up and suddenly you've spent an extra five, six hundred thousand dollars right. to get the spec you really wanted. But if your goal is to buy an Apple computer that is 
very, very functional for 90 plus percent of the average person's tasks. This is that computer for $900. And that's just incredible. This computer, even like, like I said, for a student or a, a professional that, you know, like me dabbles in photography, there, there's no reason if you get an external, uh, an inexpensive, you know, Thunderbolt or USB-C external, um, SSD, that's of decent speed. That is not very expensive to, to store the actual photos on. You can work on, on this computer in Photoshop and keep all your stuff off the main hard right. drive and work very functionally on this computer and use it. And it will work just fine for Photoshop. I mean, yeah. you can't be merging thousands of layers in it or anything like that because it just doesn't have the RAM, but you can do, you can dabble and you can do your adjustment layers and things like that in here without any problems. Well, you had the M1 predecessor to this computer and you were doing entry video editing on it. I was, yeah, I had the, I had the M1 MacBook Air. It's what I started with and was doing, um, was editing 1080p and 4k video on it. And you know, the, the 4k video definitely had some slowdowns and some hiccups, which is why I ended up upgrading. But if you're doing YouTube videos at 1080p, you can do that on this computer that this computer will run circles around that M1 that I was using and that, and I didn't have any problems with that. So yeah, Yeah. it's a, it's a great computer. And so here comes that asterisk. Um, yeah. If in the, cause now we're playing fast and loose with our thousand dollar price point. But yeah. if you do, if you are shopping in this neighborhood and you've got a few extra dollars to spend there, are, we would be, we would be remiss for not mentioning some, some upgrades you should look yeah. at for the longevity of the machine. Sure. I mean, if, if I were buying this computer, I would spend the money and upgrade the Ram to 16 gigabytes and upgrade the, the hard drive to at least a 512, probably a one terabyte would be where I'd want to go. You're now inching up close to, you know, $1,600, $1,700 when you're looking at that spec. It raises the price a lot. It almost doubles it when you when you do that, because like we've talked about, they're very proud about their RAM and, the, right. and their storage. But that computer, instead of lasting you a couple of years, could now last you 10. Right. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things where you, you spend a little bit more and you get a lot more longevity out of the machine. Like you would use it until Apple wouldn't update it anymore. Um, when you spec it up like that, because it would just, it would continue to work just fine. Um, but you know, if you're needing to get one and like we said, day-to-day use, you can, you can use this for, you know, your word processing, your web browsing, you know, Excel spreadsheets, you know, all that kind of stuff that you would do in your day to day, just web surfing, listening to music, watching Netflix, whatever you can do all of that on this machine and it will never bat an eye. You will never see a slowdown. You'll never see a beach ball. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a great machine. So over to you, which one did you find? Yeah. I mean, in true, like height of amazing TV ads, um, you know, I, I miss the old Apple TV ads. Just to yeah, clarify. Right. I miss them so much. They were so witty. Um, if you're a Mac, then today I get to be a PC. Um, <clears throat> because I, I ironically went the PC around this because it's a laptop that I have used heavily as well. Everyone knows the MacBook Air is my daily driver, but I, I have used, I've run the wheels off one of these before. My entry is at the exact same price point, actually, eight ninety nine on sale. The biggest thing for me was this: this is down from thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, this is a four hundred dollars yeah. sale. It's the Microsoft Surface Laptop Five. Um, so it's the thirteen and a half inch touchscreen. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna try and highlight yeah. some of the ways this is generally different from the Mac. I should say side by side, these are very similar computers, mm-hmm. similar screen size, similar form factors, weight. You know, in, in fact, it's kind of shocking how much they look alike when you just yes. look at the pictures. 
yes, if you put them next to each other and like photoshopped out the preview of the of the desktop, most people would have a hard time telling the computers apart yep. based on that. Um, so this particular model is eight ninety nine on sale, thirteen and a half inch touchscreen, Core i five processor, eight gigs of RAM, five hundred and twelve gigs yep. of storage. Bumping so storage. that was a big one, especially. I mean. OneDrive integration on a PC anymore is is magical. It really just yep. is. I mean, it, it is actually, if I had to compare iCloud integration on macOS and OneDrive integration on PC, I would actually have to give OneDrive the step up. It Absolutely. is just seamless and it just works, except for when it doesn't. That's why Eric and I have jobs. Right. Well, yeah, files on demand. That's your, that's your secret. Yes. Set up a files on demand and make sure it's on and you're good. That th There you go. And when it breaks, call your IT professional yes, because it. it breaks because <laughs> it breaks hard. But anyway, yeah. um, but still, to, to be able to get 512 gigs of storage at this price point, that's a big deal because you're again, you're not AAA gaming on this PC. I just want to tell you right now, but there's still more you could do with it because it's a PC. Your field right. is wider. So that extra storage is very, very valuable. Um, that asterisk was big and wide, though, because I wanted to see what it would take to get to 16 gigs of RAM because... There's been so much controversy around RAM on Macs and Apple's yeah. claims of, well, you don't need as much RAM on a Mac. You do. Not as much as you do on a PC. I mean, I will die on that hill. That eight gigs on a, on a modern M-class Mac will get Goes you further. farther than the same eight gigs will get you on a PC. That is just real world factual. I do it every day. But the 16 gigs, as we said before, is still of great value on the yes. Mac. It is becoming mandatory on the pc eight yeah. gigs will still get most people through on an average day with average use on everyday computing when i but when it's i just, spec a computer for a partner i don't spec yeah, anything less than 16 less than gigs 16 on a PC. never and also we're typically specking that for most people to try and get three to five years of good use out of it i don't think you're getting three to five years of of use out of eight gigs anymore no. but the problem was on this very machine to get it to 16 gigs got me immediately up to almost fifteen hundred dollars it nearly nearly doubled the price yeah um, um because you can't just spec up that one thing it jumped it from an i5 to an i7, I7. Yep. It, it it bumped it like it, it, there were a lot of tiering points that immediately broke when you tried to go to 16 gigs on the surface laptop yeah so there and let me also say there are a lot of options outside of the surface laptop to hit those specs dell has some options asus has some options acer yeah. hp like there are a lot of options out there the main reason i really gravitate towards these surface laptops phenomenal build quality like if you are a fan of apple's design language and build quality these surface laptops are right there with it they really really are they're just they're nice they're, they're nice things to have and use um they're just they're they're impeccable um so i really just want to you know circle this one out because if you're in that trying to stay under a thousand dollar price point and you really for insert reason here don't want or can't go the mac route because if, if someone were to just ask me point blank i'd send them to the macbook air because i do think even that entry macbook air you're going to get that three to five years of use out of it for basic everyday computing yeah i don't know if as many people would get it out of this pc just because of the ram limitation um but still it's a great computer, especially at the price point and $400. That's a huge, huge, huge savings. Huge savings, um, yeah. Because these, these surface class devices are, are priced at the higher end of their respective like tiers of, you know, PC grade. Um, with these kind of discounts, they suddenly get toe to toe with a lot of the broader market. Yeah, so for sure. There, no, there's, there's still more horsepower to be had for these dollars from other maker, from other you know brands, but 
almost none, if none, um, are going to have this level fit, finish, and build quality. Right. That's yeah. Really I mean, that's that's out. the biggest thing. That's one that you're, you know, if you're a business person at all, or you're, you know, style conscious at all, I guess. Right. You just have a design aesthetic yep. on on your desk. You know, you go into a meeting and open up one of those. You know, it's not like you know, your, your Asus ROG logo starts glowing bright purple across the meeting table. When you open this, you know, it's like, Hey, it's that happened to me looking. one time. <laughs> All right. I grabbed the Sorry, wrong laptop. Call you out. Sue me. Um. <laughs> but no, I wanted to, you know, that's for the laptop stuff. And you did touch on cameras. I wanted to touch on them too, real quick, just because sure. it's a good thing to throw out there for this price point. And this is going to be very brand centric simply because I have the most experience with this brand uh, so far. You, there are two cameras that you can get for the $1,000 or under price point, one of them just under because of a sale that's going on right now. And it's, oh. a, and it's a phenomenal deal. So um, both or two of the um, entry-level um, Canon cameras are available for the under 1,000 range. You can get the EOS R10 um, or the EOS R50. So the, and, and with Canon, the lower, the number, the higher the spec. So the R10 is the better camera. So the R10 is on sale right now from 1099 to 999 with a kit lens. So you can get the R10 with a kit lens or the R50 with the kit lens. Um, the R50 with a kit lens is 699. So you can get that for just under $700 right now, about a hundred dollars off both with the same 18 to 45 kit lens. They right. are both phenomenal cameras neither of them have in in body image stabilization which means the sensor doesn't move to stabilize but they both come with the kit lens that is image stabilized so the lens is image stabilized so you get four and a half stops of image stabilization with both of these cameras which is phenomenal i mean up until recently cameras most cameras didn't have in body image stabilization basically it was like pentax and one other brand had it now they all do um in their higher end models these models don't have it but you still get image stabilization the r10 is the more robust camera you have a lot more um options on it and it has a lot more of a professional level you can step up from the i'm just getting started in photography to a more professional level and stay with this camera with it the the r50 is purpose built for the beginner they it is it is a fantastic video camera it does actually 6k recording down kit downgraded to 4k on this eos r50 for for 700 it's doing 6k video downgraded to 4k and and you're you know it's fantastic image quality you can get great photos out of it as well um and it has a lot of um this is the camera we talked about briefly before it has yep. um automatic plus mode on it so normally you'd set it to the a it just creates jpegs you can actually have some options in there now that does computational photography in this camera which is really cool um and takes a bunch of photos combines them together to give you better dynamic range all that kind of stuff so yep. really really good cameras that you can that you can grab for somebody who's like a budding photographer um especially this this 800 one is great for someone coming into it and i've got another canon that i'll talk about um later in this group as well on um, when i right. we get to it but i just wanted to touch on that real quick because it's a good option for people who are into photography so nice so then so, that gets so that, us into the 500 range. It, it does. So we so we cut it right in half. So we, we're blowing through our monopoly money, and now we are we're, we're at the 500 dollars price point. What a where where would you put your where would you put your dollars, sir? Sure. So my dollars um, this year, um, you know, and I'm going to talk a little quieter right now because the person I got it for is upstairs. Um, so <laughs> um, the uh, the Sony PlayStation Five is on sale right now for. Um, with a, the new slim version. With, I was going to say, it's, it's actually a refreshed yep. 
piece of hardware yep. technically yep. it's the slim version um comes with um the uh with a game you can you can get a model with spider-man 2 or with modern warfare 3 um 499.99 with a controller and a game which yep. you know normally at the previous price points i think would get you up five five fifty five sixty something like yeah that. if, so if you were to decent... if you were to part out and buy each of those things individually at full msrp you're talking probably upwards of six plus hundred dollars for everything yeah. in the bundle as it were yeah so i mean it's a it's a great deal um for you know the gamer in your life so yep. i mean i don't have a lot to say about it i think everybody knows what it is so yeah, you know there's a lot to sit here and talk about and go over i mean if you, if you want one you want one so yep. <laughs> it's kind of you know yeah but yeah, that's, that's what I had for that one. What did you have for the uh, 500 range? So I, I swear I will eventually start talking about something other than computers. But this one just, this is not going to be for the normal reason. So my entry is the M2 Mac Mini. Um, okay. And this, so here, here's why. Retail, this is a 599 computer. Um, it's on sale going, in, going into Christmas for 499 so okay. this is right nice. at my $500 price point, yeah. but still at $499, it, it specs are effectively what that MacBook Air was. It's the entry-level M2 processor, 8 gigs of RAM, 256 storage. If, if you need a desktop, first and foremost, which is fewer people, most people these days are just going to go buy a laptop. If right. you're going to buy a computer at all, go buy that MacBook Air. If you need a desktop, what a great option. But there's a whole other... The reason I'm actually called this one is there's a whole subset that this Mac Mini fills also, which is more that utility-based computer. Um, you know, if you run a Plex server in your home to manage your media, if there's like all these other just, um, I run my 3D printing software. Right. So it really is, it, it is, we think about like gone are the days of the home server for a lot of people. Um, yeah. the concept is still very much alive and well for me. And I just love the concept of this $500 device with, for those purposes, all the horsepower in the world you could want. Mm -hmm. And you just know it's going to be reliable. It's going to use little to no power. It's silent. You stick it over in a corner somewhere or in your network rack, if that's how you have your home lab set up. Like it just, it just disappears into the background and does it like my Plex server for years was a reclaimed Dell Optiplex that, you know, client yeah. was going to throw out <clears throat> and I refurbed and that was my Plex server. And like in its day, that was an over thousand dollar computer and it chugged along for years. This is a $499 computer that I, I do believe doing those home utility kind of tasks as, yeah. as effectively a home server. I think you could get well beyond five years of use out of this. Oh, thing yeah, absolutely. For 500 bucks. Yeah. Um, it's just, again, it's a silly good value at entry level at 599 at 499. It, it's just crazy that, that, that it yeah. breaks under that $500 price point. Yeah. So that's, that was, that's awesome. that was mine. It's not earth shattering, yeah. but it just still blows my mind. And also if you do just as a general, as a general purpose computer, that is an incredible device for 500 bucks. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a great computer, and it's actually it's on my list to to buy. It's one it's one that I will be going out and getting. Um, my son is getting into photography, and he has my old PC, and it's not great for for um, for editing. It just doesn't do well right. on it. So, um, and uh, I want to get him a little Mac Mini so that you know eventually we can do that. And honestly, I'm going to set it up as a Plex server too because it can do both. It can just sit there in the room on the run in the know, background and, and run it, and and he can go in and edit photos when he wants to on it as well. But speaking of that. I wanted to swing in and again, quickly touch on this because, you know, we did one each, but I'm, I keep throwing them in there because, you know, <laughs> camera centric and I like to talk about cameras. There is a Canon EOS 
very beginner. This is their entry-level entry mirrorless level. camera is the EOS R100. Um, it's on sale right now for $499.99 with a kit lens. So it's not just the body only. Like you're getting it with that same 18 to 45 right. kit lens. Just like the other ones, no in-body image stabilization. If I talk about the EOS R50, that's the one I would go with for your intro camera. Because if it's just the, not, if, um, yeah. yeah, and it has the Digic X processor and all of that. It's it's a much better, and it has a an articulating screen. This is the full entry level camera. This is if you can't no afford frills. the other one, but you want to get started in photography. This is the way to dip your toe in. But no articulating screen. This has an old school static screen, non touch Fixed screen, and yep. it's not touch either. It is it is better for previews. That, it that, is just that's, a preview that's screen, it. and that's previews it. and menus. And yeah, and so it, it's it's very it's an unusual camera because it doesn't have a lot of the features that are standard on a lot of cameras now because it's so entry level. I mean, five hundred dollars for a camera body um, and a lens. I mean, this thing still does four K video. Um, it's you know it's like it's twenty four megapixels inside. It's it's a fantastic camera and will take great images but you're going to be limited to a, on a lot of features so it's just something to be aware of but if you're wanting if that's your budget if $500 is your budget and you're wanting to get somebody a, a photography right. gift that needs a camera and they like Canon this is this is your this is your entry point it gets you into the mirrorless line for them and uh, yep. with a brand new camera with a warranty and all that kind of stuff so it's a it's a good option so excellent so then we we didn't go quite in half this time. Yeah, this next one was an interesting, and it'll, it'll be a quick aside. So originally we were going to go straight from five hundred having again to two fifty, but uh, the producers of the show were nice enough to throw us an extra 50, 50 monopoly dollars because it was so interesting to me. Eric and I spent some time talking about this yesterday. And I swear I'll be brief on it here. There is a lot of play in those $50 between 250 and 300. Yeah. Again, $250 is not a small amount of money. It's still a lot of money. Um but the what the the breadth of the field when you bumped from 250 to 300 was dramatic. Um where I actually felt it was one of the largest increases in how far your dollar could go by only throwing 50 more dollars at it. Right, that yeah. jump from 250 to 300 went from like, we could do these devices to, holy cow, how do we pick something? Just by effectively going from 249 to 299. Yep. So um, so we made this one 299, and um, I'll kick this one off because sure. um, I... I love TVs. I, I like I love TVs like you love cameras um, because apparently I'm lazier than you are. Um, and I just like to sit on my butt <laughs> I don't and know watch about that, stuff. But, sure. um, but I, I do, again, on this show last year, I bought a a 65-inch TCL TV. Literally on the show, right? Literally on the show. Yes, we were <laughs> recording, talking about Black Friday 2022, and I stumbled on a, a Best Buy deal that there was like a deal of the day thing. It was their 65-inch, um, I think it's a Series 5, um, TCL TV. For, for I think that one was just over $500, which was just right. insane to me. So I bought it up right there on the show. Well, this was a $300 price point. I really wanted to go see how, how much TV can you buy that isn't just a disgusting mess, frankly, right. for $300 or less. Dollars. And I was amazed. So, you know, if you're getting, if you're trying to get up into 65 plus inches, you are going to get a big, cheap, crappy screen, which is what some for people want. They yeah. just, yeah, they just, some people just want the biggest screen they can get for as few dollars as possible. That's okay. But if you are wanting something that is, in my opinion, watchable 
in any yeah. kind of, you know, if, if you're trying to build yourself an entry-level home theater, most of those great big screens at a crazy low price, not going to be what you're going to look for. The yeah. dimming is going to be terrible. The black level is going to be awful. The color reproduction is going to be just flat as all get out. It's, they're just not good. Um, again, TCL, man, it, it is a yeah. stroke. They, they, TCL to me is the Vizio when I was coming. When I was coming up, like Vizio was like, if you had dollars, you want to stretch as far as you possibly could. Yeah, Vizio that was the was only option went. really then. Yep. Otherwise, and you Vizio's, were getting what you were talking about. Just Yes. Junk. Yeah. And Vizio is still out there, but they've crept up intentionally. So they've talked about how they've wanted to establish themselves as more of a premium brand, mm -hmm. still not over the top, like say a Samsung or an LG, um, but still more premium than they were considered before. TCL continues to blow my mind what you can get for the dollar. So my 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 uh, entry into the three hundred the three hundred dollar or under price point is their fifty five inch Q five QLED four K smart TV with Google TV built in. $299 yeah, that's, right that's now. That's insane. But, yeah. So, I mean, this is a great bedroom TV. This is a great office TV. Depending on your, like, this could be a great living room TV. Right, I yeah. Mean, I mean, that's 55 inches if you're, if you're is not a small a, television. An old LCD TV and you right. want to, you know, you got an old 42 inch LCD TV in your living room and you want to go up to the next level, a $300, 55 inch 4K QLED TV. I mean, that's a lot of alphabet soup we're throwing at you, but basically yeah. that's, that's a high end QLED panel, not high end, but a higher end QLED yep. panel. So it's got it's got 120 hertz inputs. So I mean, so this is um, uh, I'm sorry, no, <laughs> I got to walk that back. This was the 60 hertz model. That that was actually my only asterisk on this one. So oh, okay. the refresh the refresh rate on the TV is 60 hertz. But again, what you're we talked about this actually a little bit on the show last week. The specs they love to throw in the box. Yeah. Um, this one has enough of them for real though. It's got the 4K, it's got it's QLED, it's got HDR, HDR10 plus, it's got Dolby Vision. Like it's got yeah. the things that you're looking for that are gonna make your consoles just look better. And the the other thing, so if you're looking at this like if you're looking to pair together, so this was another fun thing I was thinking of our, our monopoly money, that yeah. PlayStation you were talking about earlier. If you're truly yeah. rocking a thousand dollar budget and don't want to spend it all in one place. For under $1,000, you could effectively buy this TV, that PlayStation, and have an incredible gaming experience yep. for under a grand. Yeah. You really, you really, really could. So um, I just, I can, I can't personally speak to this particular family because mine is one generation older than this. It was the old series TVs. This is from the new Q, the Q lineup. So this being like a Q5, but I will tell you that the, this, I think mine is a series six, the, the, the last year's 65 inch um, TCL model. Incredible. I was I was playing Forza on it last night yeah. and it looks totally right up there with our main living room TV, which is a ruinously more expensive Samsung entry. Um the, it's a great these T cells are great panels, great price, great specs, three HDMI inputs, so plenty of room for yep. your Apple TV, your PlayStation, your, your Switch, what have you. Um at under 300 bucks. I just, I, I really couldn't believe how much value you were getting. I should say too, and that's with a $150 discount. This thing retails, still retails for under 500, which any day of the week is still a, still a, is great a deal. good yeah. value in the TV space. But at under 300, that's that if you're looking to, you know, upgrade, uh, you know, uh, upgrade a TV this holiday season, this is, this is where to start. Yeah, for sure. No, that's a great TV. So I went a different route. Um, I, I went with more of a, you know, I mean, I guess it depends. You can do photography with it, but um, it's it's kind of a, more of a, a toy, more of a fun playing around device. So I right. went with, um, I was able to find the, uh, again, on Best Buy, because they're doing some great prices and sales and things. $40 off right now brings it just under to $299.99, the DJI yep. Mini 2 SE. Um, it's a it's a drone, uh, camera drone, um, 
that I mean, just amazing specs on this camera. This, this again, this is one of those last year's models kind of thing. I think this is might right. be a generation or two old, but I, I mean, think it's one gen back. Okay, I think there's one replacement so, for this one. So it's a it's a 249 gram drone, which I say that because it becomes important now because when yep. it's that light, you don't have to register it with the FAA, which yep. means you can fly this drone whenever you just buy it and you can fly it. There's nothing else you need to do. It's got a, it can, it can transmit video for 10 kilometers, which is insane to me. And it's got the battery that comes with it. It has a 31 minute flight time um, and goes, everything's, you know, in, in metric because you know, that's where they're made, but it, it can go at 38 um, kilometers per hour as well. So it's a fast drone. So, I mean, it's, you know, or no, I'm sorry. That that's not the speed. That's the wind resistance. So even though it's light, <laughs> I was say, does, that's that's does, that's kind of insane. But no, I mean, it, I mean, it goes fast still. I mean, it's it's, it, it's no, crazy, it but it's it's like it's a really it's a really really good drone. It's not the top of the line from DJI because then you're getting into the thousands of dollars. But if you're wanting to to fly a drone, if you're wanting to get aerial photography, heck, yep. if you're if you want to like inspect <clears throat> your roof. I mean, it's a right. an affordable way to do that. If you can do that cheaper than you can pay someone to come out and do it. So, you know what I mean? There's like, there's a lot of things you could use this for. And plus they're just fun to fly. You put, you yep. can, this comes with a controller. You throw your smart um, phone on there as a screen and it transmits the video right back to your, to your screen. And you're flying, looking through the camera as you're flying around and you can be up flying over your neighborhood. And like, it's just you know, you got to obviously look at your no-fly zones and stuff like that because they do exist. The, the the apps tell you where they are and everything. Because it was funny, I, I had one of these drones, not this exact one, but a, a drone like this from DJI. And yeah. I went out to fly it with my son and we went to the local park. And I was like, well, this will be easy. We'll just fly it here. And I go to turn on the app and the app just sends up all these warning signs like this is a no-fly zone. You're not allowed to fly your drone here. Right. And so we had to, we ended up getting in the car with the app on and he was watching the app and we just had to drive until we got out of the no-fly zone so that we could fly the drone. Yeah. Find a field that we could fly it in. And, and we were able that's to. Amazing. And that's our go-to place that we go fly our drones now. But, you know, it, it's, it's a great for somebody who's into that kind of tech and wants to play around with that stuff. I mean, a $300 entry into that. And this is not, you can go out there with a $300 spend and Google, you know, drones for $300 and you will get hundreds of them, but they're all going to be random brands that are going to be low end. The cameras are not going to be great. The controllers are not going to be great. This is like, if when I go with drones, when I'm looking at drones, yep. DJI is the go-to and you know, it's going to be a quality drone and you know, it's going to work well. Um, so I mean, 300 bucks is a great intro price point for that. So yep. that's the one that I went with there. And and I couldn't and I couldn't find a camera that I liked for that price, so I can't talk about that right now. Nice, <laughs> that's hilarious. So then um, we we're gonna go. We're making a bigger jump now. Yes, now 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 we we've really blown through our pile of monopoly money, and we're we're getting we're we're nearly in double digits. So we made one more stone. I mean, technically we're in double digits because yeah. the goal of this was stay under a hundred, so yep. ninety nine dollars or less. Um, where 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 where'd you go with your with your ninety nine ninety nine Zarch? So. It's, Went with went with some audio this time, so um, I have some great nostalgia for for this brand, as do probably a lot of people. But when I got my here we go, God, I'm old. When my parents got me my my first CD player, um, and uh, it was a it was a boombox. It was Sony, and so I, you know I'd have CDs that I'd put in there. It had a double tape deck where I could record back and forth and all that stuff. Um, my headphones that I had plugged in there were were Sony headphones and I loved those headphones. They were some of the most comfortable headphones I ever had and they sounded great. So Sony has been knocking it out of the park with their headphones for quite some time. 
Um, they have wireless noise canceling headphones, the Sony, and this is going to be alphabet soup and I'm sorry, but that's not my fault. Sony's W H C H seven, two, zero N wireless noise canceling headphones. Oh yeah. They are on sale right now from one fifty down to 99 99 at Best Buy. And they are fantastic headphones with fantastic noise canceling. And, um, and I'm going to say it and people can shoot me (laughs) down all you want. If you go out and spend three times as much on a pair of beats, these are going to sound better every day of the week than wireless beats headphones. I promise you that for one third the price. So, um, it's, you know, they, they may not pair with your Apple phone the same way because the beats now have the W chip in them for Apple. So if you have an Apple device, I get it, but these Sony headphones are fantastic. So try to Google that as best you can without messing it up. W H C H seven, two zero N from Sony 9999 at Best Buy right now. And they are fantastic headphones. So there you go. My uh, my entry too is from is more or less from the audio space, but this is not. I'm not recommending it because of audio, not by a long shot. But for under a hundred bucks, um, the Apple HomePod Mini. Um, yeah, if nice. you are looking to you know, if you're if you're breaking into say smart home stuff, especially if you're in if you're in you know HomeKit land, um, I've we've talked about on the show. I've used Amazon's entry. I've used Google's entry. I've built my own. Um, I've standardized under HomeKit here in in our smart home for what it is. Um, for a lot of reasons, I just think I like the performance. I like the security. I like the amount of local processing it does. Um, it's definitely got some very thick guardrails and limitations that I've just learned to navigate around. Um, your choices of devices are not what they are matter. Sure. Someday, maybe for now it's, 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 it's not there, but if you're looking to play in that space, um, you do not need first and foremost a a you don't have to you can build a people it's a misconception you can build smart you can build out a smart home without voice you don't need to be able to talk to the robot but that's right. something you want to do the HomePod Mini is just a really great entry because it's got great far field microphones it's reliable in so much as these things are um, it's a sub hundred dollar entry point because is why we're talking about it if your goal is to but if you're it is obviously also a speaker you can play music from it. Right. It is a competent adjacent single room speaker. You can play music in it and hear it. It's not going to blow your mind. It's not like similar to what you were just saying about the beats and whatnot. There are better speakers um, for under a hundred dollars if your intent is to listen to music. But if oh, yeah. you want mm-hmm. that, if but if you want to start building out the smart your smart home, this is a really really great way to do so. Um, the full size home pods are way up at $300. So it's a big jump to get to that point. You can kind of start carpet bombing your house with these one at a time for under a hundred bucks a pop to get that microphone coverage throughout. If that's what you're trying to do. And you can connect these together through airplay also. And, and you know, they become much better as speakers when you start chaining multiple of them together. But again, I would personally rather have single better speakers if that's what yeah. I was going for from a home audio perspective. Right. Yeah. But as a home component audio, yeah, you move up to yeah. something like a Sonos or whatever, but you're also going to be moving the dollars way up when sure. you do that. So, yeah. And the the larger HomePods are are great speakers. I do want to say like that I I play music on them all the time, but these are not that. Um, but they're also yeah. a lot cheaper. Um, yep. so that's if, if you're looking to start building out this farm, this is a really great um it's a great HomeKit hub. It's just it's a great first brick in that in that smart sure. house as it were. So, um 
falling right off the cliff. We're, we're, we're blowing through our cash as we do. So from 100 really quickly down to 50. Um, I will go first on this one because yours was a lull to me. Um, yeah. So at, at sub $50, I actually have two entries very, very similar. If you are, if you, let's call it what it is, sub 50, you're talking accessories. It's very, very hard to buy a standalone purpose-built device of any real kind for under $50. Um, yep. But accessories are still out there to be had. Um, if you are a gamer, either a lowercase G or capital G, and um, if you're looking to game on a PC, on an Xbox, what have you, um, one of the best options, especially if you're in the game in the PC space, ironically, is the Xbox controller. The modern Xbox controller is compatible with the Xbox and with a PC. Um, natively and it just it works great it's comfortable it's well built you can you configure it very very easily it's it's and they're normally well over fifty dollars they're currently 45 bucks so that's just a real if you know chances are if you got an xbox this year you're going to want a second one for couch co-op games and things like yeah. that play with your friends it's a really low-ish cost way to do so but then on the other side of that same sub 50 dollar price point i did i wanted to call out and non-microsoft alternative which there's a really great company called 8-bit do and they make these awesome. Oh, yes. I've got, okay. I've, and I've got one sitting here. I've got several devices from them. They're just a great company with, that makes really cool stuff. But one of theirs is the Apit Do Ultimate. And it's just, it's a do everything controller. It works with the Switch. It works with your PC. It works with like, it connects to almost everything. But the build quality right up there, it's very comfy layout. Um, especially if you're if you're more of a fan of how Nintendo does their button layout on the like ABXY perspective, they're on the Nintendo side of the fence with like how that's how that's done and laid out. The switches are configurable. Like a lot of the features you get on the 8-bit do are stuff you typically find on like premium, like over hundred dollar controllers right. that you're getting for sub 50 bucks. So yeah, the 8-bit do awesome. ultimate. I, I actually got it because it also critically you can either connect it natively by bluetooth or it has a 2.4 gigahertz like what like a like a dongle you can plug in and i was having some weird bluetooth interference in my office with an xbox controller and um mm -hmm. that's the one thing you, your options are connected natively or plug it in i didn't want it wired so this was the best option i could find at the price point with a dongle and i will say just go into a 2.4 gigahertz radio dongle instantly fix my interference problem and huh. i'm really really happy with the controller that's awesome yeah so the under fifty dollars I, I ended up finding one while we're here talking and everything but like when i was initially looking pre-show i i was not able to find anything I was looking and looking and looking and I'm like, what, well, what am I? The, yeah, no, critically, all, there just, was things you could, yeah, there were things you could spend yeah. your money on. They're not things and that I you wanted like, to why? spend that money on. So it literally just now it hit me and I've got entries now for the 50 and $25 range because of this. So it makes sense. The third generation 2023 release, um, echo show from Amazon is on sale yeah, fifty fifty six percent off right now. You can get it for forty dollars, yeah, more than half. It's off. got a yeah. It's got a five inch screen. You know, it's it again. If you're looking to get into smart home and you're not in the Apple infrastructure, um, you, the Echo stuff is not a bad way to go. I have my house covered in Echoes because they are inexpensive, and they work yep. great. I have a full size one in the living room that we listen to music on, and it sounds fine. And I have the small, the dots throughout the house that I use, like, you know, when I'm in the shower and listen to music, I have one in the bathroom, you know, and there's one, which is great because now Amazon's listening to me in the bathroom, but I digress. Um, you know, and there's a couple <laughs> other ones around the house, you know, that are, that are there and, and we can, like, I can say, you know, her name, play yep. 
whatever station everywhere. And the whole house music turns on and plays everywhere through all of them. And I know you can do that with all of them. It's just a really cool feature that it has. It's a neat so feature. We actually have one of these Echo shows, one of the first generation ones in our kitchen um, that we use. And like we can bring up our ring doorbell on it. Like if someone comes in, like we get the notification on the device and we can see who's at the door on the on the screen. There's a lot of cool integrations that you can do with it to you know, bring your smart home together. 40 bucks for the for the new Echo Show. And it, and it has decent speakers in it because it's a larger device. It has more of a footprint. So the sound is not not bad. So there, I found something. You found something. Well, to make <laughs> it, it even more difficult, we're going to round out at the $25 price point yep. real quick. Like we talked about, we are firmly in accessory land and barely yes. accessories. Um, This is, you're buying something that is an accompaniment for something else you already bought in the tech space at $25. You just are. Other than that, you're buying like a Blu-ray or an old, a, a non first line game. But anyway, my entry, um, this is going to sound strange. It's the Apple ear pods with USB-C. Yeah, not air. So, so <laughs> these are the wired ear pods. Think about what used to be the pack in with your phone. You used to get them for free. Now they're 20 bucks. Um, you can get them on sale actually for $17.50 right now. These are an awesome have it in your bag for the oh crap moment where yep. you're on the go, you've got to join a meeting and you didn't charge your ear pods or your other Bluetooth headphone, wireless, whatever have you used last night because nothing has a headphone jack anymore. You can't just get this was your option. Um, they have a lightning one as well, but as we all know, that's going bye bye. So they, they make them with USB-C. They're wired. You know what? For under 20 bucks, they sound good. They don't sound great. These are not audio. No, but they're for $20. They're very, yep. very good. But also more importantly, if in that scenario where you're trying to join a meeting or and hop on a call or what have you, actually one of the best microphone experiences because it the it's if you remember because these were wired headphones the microphone was critically on it was down that wire it, it dangled past your chin um because mm -hmm. it was also where the audio controls were for play pause skip um which again honestly miss those sometimes trying to fiddle yeah. around with the touch controls on a pair of ear uh, airpods is infuriating i'm sorry but anyway yep. there are times where i miss those inline controls but even more importantly because the microphone was there it was a great they are a great call experience for phone calls mm -hmm. zoom meetings teams meetings what have you they just they just work well so you know they're honestly competent as your first line option if the wires don't bother you but i'm also just a big believer in stashing a pair in your bag for that moment where you don't have time to figure out why the device either isn't pairing battery's dead won't work it yep. well, who knows these you can plug them in and they're just going to work so as a safety net or even just your go-to option man for 20 bucks. Yeah, that's a lot of value to me anyway, a lot of value there. So, and yeah, I, so on, I insisted on, my, on I, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say, no, I, I, have, have, I have a special one for the end. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So I have, I have two for this now because I found another one when we were talking, but the one that I had initially found, it is not the best option in this space. I'm going to go out, out there and say that, but I found it because I own something similar because, you know, doing the photography stuff, this is a, it is called, it's from Uncommon Goods. It is the okay. retro point and shoot camera phone converter, they call it, which is just hyperbole all across the board. So it's basically a Bluetooth shutter button for your 
smartphone. So it has an expandable pinch on it that you slide your smartphone into. It holds your smartphone landscape. And then it has a grip like a, like a camera would have and with a shutter button on top. So you can hold onto it and use it the way you would use a a point and shoot camera. Um, and, but it turns your iPhone or Android phone into that and you connect it with Bluetooth and then you press the shutter button and it takes a picture. So you have a more photography like experience with your smartphone. So if you're going out purposefully, I'm going to go take some photos today. I'm going to do a photo shoot with my iPhone. This gives you a more camera like experience with it where you're not just holding on to your phone um, and it gives you the grip and it gives you the shutter button and all of that. And it's exactly $25 and, and zero cents. So it's just under the line. So, but also, while we were looking at all of that stuff and we were talking about the smart home stuff, again, going to the Amazon space, the Echo Dot, the fifth generation Echo Dot, which is their entry level Echo device is on yep. sale right now, 54% off, which it's always on sale, by the way, it's never full price, right. um, is is on sale right now for $22.99. So it gets you under the $25 range for, you know, that's that's one quarter, less than a quarter of the price of the Apple one. So if you are looking to get into a smart home, but you don't have the money to get as many of the Apple ones as you want, you can cover more area in your house for the same spend going with the Amazon stuff. There are limitations on this site as well for the things that you're able to integrate it with and all that kind of stuff. But you just have to, you know, you, you decide which one you end up wanting to go with and and you go all in on that one. And this one is, is more affordable. And, and I have these echo dots throughout the house. I don't have this one. I have the old like hockey puck ones. This is right. This is the ball one. You know, it's a sphere. Um, so I haven't, I haven't used those personally yet, but from what I've heard, the sound is, is good on them for what they are. Um, and you can get them all over your house for $23 each. So it's, it's not a bad spend. So that's that's what I had for that. Very, very, very cool. Well, the last, the very last thing, the last bombshell I wanted to drop because I just had to was in in our sub $25 category. It's not actually an accessory. This is a whole standalone device. Um, I'm going to show my age and say one of the things I was most excited to discover while doing research for this episode was that not only does Tamagotchi still exist? We are not going down. I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole of what Tamagotchi is. If you know, you know, because it means you were alive in the 90s. But not only do they still exist, they are rampant. Every IP you can think of has a little thing that you can just try to keep alive for as long as possible in your pocket. And it makes me so happy to know that they still exist and they are just just shelling them out as fast as they make Funko Pops. It's amazing to me how many are. Oh my gosh. Not like I said, it's not just like, Oh, what a fun little knockoff. Like they have ones that are exactly like the ones that I frankly played on the school bus. Right. However many decades ago, all the way up to like based on current modern IPs, which I think is just hilarious and That's amazing crazy. again if you know you know go check it out it's a thing yeah or if you've so got a kid because i'm sure like you true. know parents parents of our age that were around when those came out um are going to introduce their kids to it so yep. you know i'm sure that, that they're going to be rampant in middle school in no time like they used to be so oh my gosh yeah, so well on, on that way back machine bombshell i think uh i think we've covered the full gamut of if you just have a big old pile of monopoly money in front of you there are some ways that hopefully you can go stretch those dollars as far as you can at a a wide array of price points the biggest takeaway for me i guess where i'll bookend it is 
if you're any time of year, don't go buy, don't put yourself in the position of needing to go buy it today because that's when yep. you're going to go spend more than you needed to. If you know, if in 2024, you know it's the year you're going to buy a laptop, do your research, know what it is that you're going to want, and then know what you want to spend. Chances are, within reality, you're not going to go find that MacBook Air for 400 bucks. Right. You're just not. Um, but if you know you want a MacBook Air and you really want the 16 gig and uh, 16 gig of RAM and 512, but 1300 bucks is, is too steep, you can, there are ways to go find it for a hundred, 200, like you have to know what you want and then be in a position to wait for the right time to pounce on it. You can really stretch the dollars critically at all yeah. these price points. You can get those, and the last, you can get those sales. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the last thing on that front I want to mention is I'm a little bit sp- I'm ironically more scared typically of quote unquote refurbished items unless they're first party refurbished. Like Apple's refurbished store. Amazing. They're effectively new. They've got a warranty. Phenomenal. On the flip side. Yep. Yep. Canon's is great. But then you have like things like um, Amazon renewed. I've had the full spectrum of experience. I've had something that arrived quote unquote renewed from Amazon that I don't even know if they did open it. I've had other ones arrived where there was literally, it was a, it was a, an older Surface laptop. There was literally a footprint on it. Like, I'm oh not kidding. There was a literal footprint on the chassis of the laptop. So, I mean, I'm not making that up. So, the full gamut of options. Um, Barefoot or in a shoe? Uh, in a shoe. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a shoe print. Uh, <laughs> but also, beyond just refurbished, go check out open box offers. Um, again, yeah. not a sponsor, but calling out. Best, I do this on BestBuy.com specifically all the time. They grade their open box stuff, um, ranging from you know, like open box meh, not literally, but you know what I mean, to all the way to like open box excellent and things like that, or like new. Open box excellent for me is really the sweet spot. I have saved multiple hundreds of dollars on laptops and like several other things. Like you can going back to stretch that that MacBook. If you know it's the MacBook you want and you just can't get to the price point, watch for an open box excellent it would not surprise me to stumble upon a 16 gig macbook air for under a thousand dollars if you wait for the right open box option oh, yeah, either absolutely. in a local store or on the website yeah and and again so. and i'll and i'll book into you know off of yours like i said canon has a great refurbish thing go in there and look at the refurbished page on canon there are times especially around sale times like if you look when there, other people are having their big sales if you go on to canon and look at the refurbished cameras during those yep. sale times their refurbished stuff is also on sale so they re- yes. the refurbished stuff goes on sale more than their mainline stuff. So you can go in there and you can get a four hundred dollar lens for one hundred and thirty nine dollars. Sometimes I did it. Thanks. Yeah, I, yeah. I got that um, for twenty four to one hundred five, yeah. and I, I several hundred dollar lens for barely over a hundred dollars. And I will tell you, it was quote unquote refurbished. It arrived in sealed packaging. With that, there was not a fingerprint. Forget a footprint. There wasn't a fingerprint. Yeah. on the lens yeah. it was it was it was perfect and yeah. i'm it's sitting in front of me i'm so excited to go start um, taking photographs with it soon yeah and then and also dji has a great refurbished um yes, section too i my my dji drone was purchased refurbished and i got hundreds of dollars off my drone and and it it, yeah. it arrived and it was it was new i mean there's yeah. i i will stand by that it was new and they called it refurbished so yep. i mean definitely look for those deals so yeah that's it all right. Well, as I said before, I, I failed on my homework this week. We will have an email, you know, so so that my don't email me jokes actually make sense. We will actually be setting up. An, you would think as IT professionals, it wouldn't be a big bother to set up an email address, but there were some other, you know, from a we security perspective. Shopping. 
we were too busy shopping and we do have to do it right. I can't unfortunately just throw out a Gmail address to you guys because of what we do. So uh, right. there are a few more hoops to jump through, but we will have that for you next week. Cody will be back next week. Um, we're going to be, I guess, to, to cheat ahead, we're going to wrap up the year. In next week's episode, yeah. you know, we're gonna we're gonna look back and look forward as as we do with that last with that last show of the year. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's it's been a crazy year on a lot of fronts. Um, yes. some good, some not so good. We're gonna try and focus on the good. You know, we, we really yeah. do make a point of uh, you know keeping it positive here on Solid State. So uh, with that, I think we will wrap it up and catch you next time. Later. Later.